This is the Design Cure Podcast, bringing you all the latest information in online interior design. This is Jessica Lee with the Design Cure Podcast, and you're listening to episode number three. All right, guys, so in this episode, I speak with Shani Widmere of mixandmatch.com. She went from pre-med to following her passion in home design, and she shares with us how she got started in the industry and why she chose to run an e-design company as opposed to a traditional design business. She also shares with us how she finds her clients and what's been working for her and her business. Also, we talk about her new course, how to launch an e-design business. So if you're just starting out in the industry and you don't know exactly how to get started, listen up because she has a ton of great advice. All right, let's get started. Hello, Shani, can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I hear you perfectly. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, I was just switching over to make sure that my earbuds were working. Oh, no Sounds problem. Good. Nice to meet you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm excited. Oh, to talk you're to you. welcome. Yeah, I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I've been I've been following your work. I know we're a part some part of the same some of the same Facebook groups. Yeah, definitely. It's been um, fun to kind of like watch that journey happen. I feel like we've both been a part of those for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I know. I saw that you launched your e-design course and um, I I follow you on Instagram too. And I just wanted to talk to you today because I think a lot of designers starting out can can learn a ton from you. So yeah, you are in Virginia, is that right? So I was. I oh, uh, grew up in Virginia, and that's where my phone number still is. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but I live in Philadelphia now, actually. So, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Moved up here about three and a half years ago. Um, my husband went to business school up here, so that's what brought us to this area. Got so it. Okay. around afterwards, and we really like it. It's been great. How's, is it cold out there right now? It is, yeah. <laughs> but I'm actually flying to Florida today, so oh, nice. I'm escaping for about a week, uh, which I'm excited about. Nice, nice. And where are you? Um, we are actually, I'm originally from California, but we moved up to Vancouver in October. Oh, um, so okay. Yeah, it's cold here too, but I don't think as cold as Philly. <laughs> yeah. <It's> gloomy, <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like rainy and gloomy mm. every day. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so so can you tell us how you got started in the design industry? I know I read about your I read your blog and I know you were pre-med before, is that right? That's right. Yeah, so I actually started out in biomedical sciences. That was wow. my major in college and went to grad school for genetic counseling, which is like a tiny little subspecialty in medicine. Okay. Um and practiced for about four years. But on the side, I had always been pursuing creative things. So it kind of varied over the years what I was doing exactly, but it was um, mostly geared towards kind of home design, DIY projects, crafts, those kinds of things. Um, And so over time, I had started another blog that had some 
good traction and good following. And people started asking me for help for their own homes. Mm -hmm. And so over time, I kind of figured out like, I want to be more in the interior design niche, but Mm -hmm. I need to figure out how to make that work with my lifestyle and my goals and Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. And so eventually I launched mix and match design company, which is where I am today. Um, And that you know, it took some time to develop. I had not, I didn't go to school for design, but I knew I had a good eye and it was just a matter of figuring out, um, how to make that work for me. Right. Yeah. So you, so the DIY blog, was that just your own personal projects that you were working on? It was. Yep, okay. exactly. So we had moved into an apartment we were in uh-huh. at the time, uh-huh. um, moved into a tiny little apartment, but I just knew I wanted to kind of make it my own. Okay. And so I spent a lot of time working on that. And that was really what the blog grew into was um, mm-hmm. focusing on those kinds of projects in my own home mm-hmm. um, and then starting to help friends and family out on the side um, as a result of that blog kind of gaining a following and stuff like that. And how long did you have that blog before you started to see people come through and ask you for, you know, for your advice or, you know, or to hire you for certain projects? Sure. So I had been writing the blog for about probably two and a half or three years before that started happening. Uh Um, It was mostly just, you know, a personal blog to try and track my journey, if you will, (laughs) Um, and keep records of what I had done in our house and stuff like that. Um, and then I ended up shutting that blog down. Um, it still, it still exists, but I'm not actively writing it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to start the interior design, um, exclusive focus of mm-hmm. mix and match design company. So that has its own blog, of course, but, um, mm-hmm. then I started formally offering my services back in 2015 through mix okay. and match. Got it. And, and then you, I saw that you ha- offer e-design as well. Is that something that you started doing right away with mix and match? It was. Yeah. I actually started my business to focus on e-design exclusively. Um, Why e-design if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, sure. So um, I did a little bit of testing prior Mm -hmm. to really launching my services. I did one full full design project where I did all the install Mm -hmm. and ordering the products, everything a full service firm would do. And I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being perfectly honest, I didn't enjoy that part of the process. And e-design or online interior design had started kind of coming around. Mm-hmm. It was still pretty new in 2015. Um, like some of the larger matchmaker services were starting to kind of get their names out there. And mm-hmm. so I sort of hear, started to hear about e-design through those mm-hmm. and then um, realized that you know, I enjoy working from home. I like working with people online for different things in general. And my last job was actually completely online um, in healthcare. And so using all of those things together, I decided to focus on the e-design part of design. Got it. Okay. And then with your clients, were you just um, communicating through them, like through video chat or how does that work? So it's primarily through email and then some other digital platforms. Okay. Um, so it's, you know, through some different things like Ivy um, software and oh, okay. design files, uh-huh. things like that, that do a little bit of streamlining of the communication and processes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly through emails, how I, you know, get in touch with people and mm-hmm. pull them in to uh, work with me and stuff like that. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I know. Um these big companies started popping up 
when, a couple years ago, like about what you said, and then they started to become really, e-design started to become really mainstream where everyone, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of knew about it. But it, yeah. but it was a, a new thing for me when I, when I first heard about it um, through these bigger companies. Have you always worked on your own or did you ever partner with um, these, these other big companies as well? Um, I did a little bit of partnering with them at the beginning mm-hmm. of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I used it to kind of get some reps and um, get some more experience with working with different kinds of clients. Right. Um, but I knew pretty quickly that I wanted to be on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want the restraint of someone else kind of controlling what kinds of services I could offer or deliver. Um, and the payouts, of course, you can't dictate that either. Right. So it's, that's a big you know, thing. I wanted to have more control over the processes and and what kinds of clients I could attract based on packages and pricing and things like that. Right. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. I know, um, like even communication is, is like a big thing too, where mm-hmm. you, you want to be able to communicate with your client directly and, um, you know, have them be able to easily ask you a question um, without having to go through a third party. That was a big thing for me. Right. Yeah, it feels yeah. like there's an extra step in between right. and it's not as much of a personal connection right. as it is working with someone directly. So I right. think I'm, I'm right there with you on that. So what was that moment for you when you decided to leave the, the healthcare industry and go into mix and match full time? Oh, that was a, it was a big leap. Um, it was a little scary, um, yeah. but it was actually through my husband's encouragement that I decided to take the leap. I tend to be a little bit more conservative um, mm-hmm. in general on things like career path and um, entrepreneurship and things like that. Um, and he was the one who said, you know, you really love this stuff. You want to do it. If you're going to grow a business into something that is, you know, bigger than just a side hustle, mm-hmm. you're going to have to take a little bit of a leap of faith. And I agreed, you know, I thought that that was absolutely true. And even if it was a little bit scary that it was probably going to be worthwhile long term. And I sort of had that, you know, I can always go back to healthcare if I want to later on. Um, it's not that I really disliked it, but I just knew that I wanted to pursue this other passion um, mm-hmm. and see if it would work, you know. And so, you know, we were in a, a good place for me to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And so I've been spending, I spent the first year kind of honing in the business model and figuring things out. And then the the past two years, I guess, almost, um, has been about just growing the business and figuring out if there are different ways that I can extend it. And, you know, the course is one of those ways. The blog is one of those ways. Um, Instagram, social media, all those kinds of things are um, extensions of mix and match. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed kind of dipping my toe into different areas and figuring out what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And what, what have you found to work the most for you as far as, um, you know, getting new clients onto your, onto your site? Um, so there's a few different ways. I would say that there's probably word of mouth is my best way. So Mm -hmm. like basically shouting it from the rooftops, (laughs) um, and letting everybody know that this is what I'm doing full time. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, I was a little bit scared to put that out there, but mm-hmm. as it's, the business has grown and, um, people have started to trust my eye and my aesthetic and, um, been willing to, you know, pass my name on to people. That's been a huge source for me, um, of people coming in the doors. 
And then the other is social media. Um, I would say that Instagram has been a great way for people to get to know me and my aesthetic. Um, and you know, whether they remember that that's the first way they came across me or not. Um, oftentimes it's like, Oh, I found, you know, your, your aesthetic and the way you talked about design to be very approachable and um, real life. And I felt like what you were doing was something that I could see come alive in my own house too. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I felt like um, was important for me to kind of establish that as a part of my brand um, and bring people in through social media as a way to reach beyond my kind of immediate network. Right. And have you been, have you been using Instagram? Like have you been put, posting mainly your projects or sharing like I know people use Instagram differently where they just share their portfolio or they kind of you know mix and match with with different companies and mm -hmm. share you know other designers work as well um, what have you found works for you is it posting daily you know projects that you've worked on um, personally or just um, you know mixing it with inspirational images as well yeah, so it's definitely both for me. Okay. Um, I, I think that it's a combination of, it's about, I would say two thirds my own work mm -hmm. and then a third inspiration from other designers mm -hmm. um, because the design blog is also a big part of my business. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, pulling inspiration for people, um, sharing my own projects, all that kind of stuff gets mixed together. But I think that you can learn a lot from other designers Mm -hmm. um, so I do like to use that as uh, both a way to teach people mm -hmm. and also as a way to um, encourage other designers. I think that we can create a great community out there on social media and by sharing each other's work, you know, it's not necessarily creating competition where um, are coming to you for your aesthetic, your brand, your price point, you know, let's be practical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so like the person who can't work with Emily Henderson or, um, you right. know, Amber interiors or something might love their aesthetic, but it's not in their price range or they're never going to be able to, um, work with someone of that caliber. Um, and so the rest of the design community is there for them. And so I think that if we can make sure that the right people are finding the right designers, um, then I see, you know, no reason why we shouldn't be sharing each other's work. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And like, like you said, it shouldn't be, you know, competition. We should be kind of rooting each other on and and at the end of the day it's kind of your aesthetic that you're showing in your your instagram handle where it's like you're trying to give people you know the look and feel of what you what you what your taste is too so right yeah, yeah and your personality is going right. to dictate a lot of things if someone you know doesn't like the way that you talk on Instagram, quote unquote, <laughs> in the captions, they're probably not going to work with you. And that's okay. They're not your ideal client. And right. it's about, you know, finding your voice, finding your brand and sticking to that, you know, mm -hmm. staying in your lane is I think very important. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't mean you can't do other things and certainly, you know, build on what you have, but it's, it's important to find that voice and really share that with people and people will rally around that, I think too. So you use Instagram as your number one, like social media platform. Do you use, mm -hmm. um, and at you blog, you, do you still blog um, weekly? Like how you were doing before? Yeah, I blog twice a week. Okay. And so on Tuesdays and Fridays, you can expect new posts. <laughs> nice. Um, and so the Tuesday post is focused mostly on 
couple different topics. It kind of rotates depending on what I have kind of in the in the hopper, but it's usually something either inspirational, um, it's some sort of educational content, or it's something that I'm sharing like one of my projects. Mm-hmm. And then on Fridays, it's more of a I kind of call them shopping posts. That's not exactly what it is, but um, what it is is it's a rotation of kind of different series. So mm-hmm. right now I'm doing something called Get the Look, where I pull a photo from you know Pinterest or somewhere in another blog and find some pieces that people can purchase to get that look in their own home so they can recreate it. Um, so that's targeted towards you know, people who are, could be my e-design clients and kind of getting the word out there about what I can do and creating e-design boards, stuff like that. Um, but it's also just a resource, you know, people love to see the look of, of another space come to life in their own home. So if I can sort of help bridge that gap from inspiration to reality, then that's kind of the purpose of those posts. Yeah, I know you were part of um, a thread I think it was last week when someone asked, is blogging still, you know, still working for, mm. for people? And I saw that you answered mm-hmm. on that. You said that you still, you still have your blog, but I, I know do. for some yeah. designers, it's like you could get so lost and, you know, there's so many different avenues that you could go or it's just like, you kind of mm-hmm. have to, you know, like, I like how you, how you did, you have like a set, a certain particular topic for each day. And I think that's what kind of narrows it down. You yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I've been blogging for five and a half years now. And so mm-hmm. it's, it feels very natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got first got started, it was intimidating and hard. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, what am I going to talk about? What right. am I an expert in? What can I say? And I think it just takes practice. So mm-hmm. if there's anybody out there who's thinking about blogging, Um, one thing you can do is just try it, you know, go out for a month, not go out, but you know what I mean? (laughs) For a month of, you know, blogging and plan to blog once, twice, three times a week, try it out. You don't even have to tell anyone that you're blogging. You know, it's not going to pop up on a lot of searches if it's a brand new blog anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you can just try it and see how you like it, and if it's something that you can commit to, um, then I think it's worth a shot. There are a lot of benefits to blogging. I think, you know, not just education, but there's a lot of benefits like SEO and um, ways to get Google excited about your content, to pull it up on search results and stuff like that. But I think it's beneficial in a lot of different ways, but you do have to commit to it. I would say consistency is still very important in the blog world. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you just released a course, a new course on how to launch an e-design business. I did. Yeah. That's exciting. It is. It's been really fun for me to put together. Um, And the reason I wanted to do this was because about, I would say six or eight months ago, I started getting pretty regular inquiries from either designers who were interested in Mm e-design as being a part of their business or are kind of aspiring designers trying to find their place in that world. Um, and I would get these emails saying, you know, how did you do this? How did you launch an e-design business? How have you grown this? I have all these questions. Can we chat? Mm -hmm. And so I would be hopping on the phone, you know, once or twice a week with people, um, kind of talking them through how I did certain things or answering their questions. And I realized that pretty quickly there was a need for something more comprehensive and that there wasn't a whole lot of 
straightforward, targeted education about e-design and mm -hmm. not even just e-design, but the business model itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you actually price your services? How do you market them to people? Um, all these things that I kind of spent, you know, my first year in business figuring out and toiling through and trying really hard to do, but, you know, some things were successful, some things were not. Um, and so it just took some time for me to figure out, like, what is it that people want? Um, how can I be helpful? And how can I enable people to start these businesses off on the right foot? Um, and so that's where this course came in. And you're right, it's called How to Launch an E-Design Business. And um, it's open for enrollment now, and it'll be open through the end of the month in February. Nice. Um, so there will be kind of a, a cohort, if you will, of people who enroll this month. And then, you know, over time, I'll be opening it for different sessions for people to join too. So this is also something that they could do online. Is it um, live or, um, you know, vi video modules that they could watch at their own pace? Yeah, it's the, the latter. So it's okay. um, all pre-recorded content okay. and there's four main modules that are about, uh, let's see, about four hours total of video content. Um, and then there is additional kind of resources. There are, there's a workbook, there's a, um, a couple of other little tutorials and different um, what am I calling them? Um, different templates. There we go. Um, templates for you to download and try and fill out and use in your business. So it's a pretty comprehensive course that covers a lot of different ground. Um, it doesn't teach you how to design, I would say. So it's mm -hmm. for people who already kind of know that they want to be designers. They're just trying to figure out how to do this business itself. Right. Yeah. Cause I know, I mean, one one of the biggest problems is finding clients. I know, like, mm -hmm. like you, there's so many different avenues that you could go, like with right. these big mainstream companies, or of or being on your own and trying to get, you know, your own clients to come in and come on your site. So yeah, like it's great that you have this program because it's it, it's kind of like a step by step guide that they could follow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to make it easy for people. You know, I didn't want people to have to struggle like I did yeah. <laughs> um, at the beginning of a business. And certainly once you complete the course, there's more work to do. You know, you right. don't just turn a, a key and then the door opens and all the clients come in. Right. But I'm giving you a lot of tools, um, a lot of kind of getting started tools and um, resources that will really help you get off the ground. Um, and then from there, it's about you putting in the work and the time to actually implement all those things. And it does take time. You know, this is not an instant solution, just like any business, you know, it doesn't just magically happen. But um, if you are willing to put in the work and kind of take these tools and information and resources with you, then you'll get off on the right foot for sure. And how long did you say the course was? Um, do you mean like how much content or I mean like how long like how many weeks would it take for a designer to finish the course? Oh, I see. Um, so it depends on your pace. Okay. So there's there's four hours almost five hours of video content that you need to watch. Okay. Um, and then there's a 20 page workbook to go through. So oh, it's okay. you know, however long it takes you to kind of do the exercises it's kind of up to you how much effort you want to put into it, right? You're going to get more out of it the more effort you put into it. Um, but I would say probably over the course of um, 
a couple of weeks, you'd be able to get through the material. Um, I had one person who signed up last week towards the, it just opened February 5th and mm -hmm. she had already completed all the video modules by this past weekend. So nice. you, know, there's, you can definitely do it quickly. It just depends on how much uh, disposable time you have, if right. you will. <laughs> right. If you're working full time, it may take a little bit longer. Um, if you're, you know, a student or something, then you may have some more flexibility to do these on uh, a faster time frame. Right. Yeah. And then um, website for your teaching course, where could designers mm -hmm. find that? They can find that at launch and e-design business dot teachable dot com. And it's a little bit of a long one. <laughs> well, I could include it in the show notes as well. Yeah, that's great. Oh. And then they can just click right through. Awesome. Um, and you can also find it on my homepage on mixandmatchdesign.com. Um, it's in the, the top banner right now. And then also if you scroll down to um, just below where it talks about the e-design services, there's a link to the course as well. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, I see it here on your, your website. Perfect. And before I let you go, do you have any advice for other designers that are wanting to do what you do? Well, besides taking your course would be, would be the number. <laughs> sure. If I'm, if I'm going to be uh, selfish, I'll say take the course. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that it really is about just getting out there. I think so much of the, the hurdle is just getting started. Um, so if you can take a few steps that point you in the right direction, I think that that is just one of the best things you can do for yourself and for a business. Um, you know, sign up for a course, maybe mine, maybe somebody else's, maybe it's one of yours, Jessica. Um, but, you know, do those things, those little things to help propel yourself forward. Um, I think sometimes an anticipation is more scary than reality. Mm -hmm. And so if you can actually move forward and take a couple of steps, it'll, you'll start to breathe a little bit, you know, and realize that it's not quite as scary as you might have thought. Um, and you have to work hard. I think that's the other thing. Um, be willing to put in the work and the hours. Um, and, you know, that effort will pay off, definitely. Um, and tell all of your friends and family and everybody in your Facebook feed and everybody that you're doing this. And uh, that'll help you get your name out there, too. Right. Because then now you're accountable. You have to. <laughs> exactly. If you yeah. put it out on the Internet, then you are accountable right. for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And I know a lot of designers will get a lot of valu valuable information off of this. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I was glad to talk to you. And this is fun for me, too. Yeah. Well, enjoy sunny Florida. Thank you. I will. <laughs> I'd be glad to escape the 23 degree weather. We yeah. Have today. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, take have care. Have a good one. Safe travel. You too. Bye-bye. Really hope you enjoyed that episode with Shaney Widmere of mixedandmatch.com. She's a perfect example. You know, you don't need formal training. If you have an eye and you have a passion and you believe in your talent and your services, you could be really successful. You know, what's great about having your own e-design business, what I love about having my own business is that, you know, it's your business. You set your own hours, your rates, your payouts. And, you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing it on your own right away, you could start off by doing what Chaney and I did by partnering with some of these bigger e-design companies just so you could get the feel of what it's like to work online with clients. So if you're serious about starting your business and you don't know how to get started 
and you're you know you're willing to put in the hard work check out mix and matches course how to launch an e-design business it's open for enrollment now so people can join and she teaches you how to get started all right thanks so much for listening until next time thank you so much for listening guys make sure to hit the subscribe button if you want to listen to more of our podcast also this is something new for us so we want to know how we're doing leave your ratings and reviews and let us know and um you know we hope to see you next time